Hi, everyone. I'm Colin Tester of Rustlone.com, joined by John Clark to talk about NXT at night. John, how are you doing? I am doing very well. How are you doing? Could be better. Uh, if, if, you can, <laughs> if you can tell by my voice, I'm still pretty sick uh, like I was yesterday. Maybe even worse, but no days off here, and hopefully I'll be back uh, to normal by Friday for my next show. But we're going to push through it to talk about what well, was a very fun episode of NXT. But before we do, just want to remind you all of this show, like everything we do here at Zone, is available on any number of streaming platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered, so leave a like and subscribe. So, John, let's start with the main event here. Uh, the, the Cruiserweight title getting the spot here in the main event and I, I thought this was really cool just you know that, that's a title you, you you probably wouldn't really expect to see in the main event and it was a two out of three falls match so it got some time kushida the champion and santos escobar two very talented people um myself i, I mean i'm a i really think uh, the world of santos escobar i think he's really going places and kushida as well very very talented so you put them together they're going to put on a good match uh, i enjoy this a lot this is a great way to really uh, legitimize and uh, just really build up that cruiserweight title even more. Uh, John, it wasn't too long ago we were, we were sitting here talking about how Kushida, you know, couldn't win the big one, and now he, he's you know stringing together some big wins here. What, what do you think of this match? Uh, I thought this was a very very good main event. I thought that the result went the way that I think most people thought it, it would have and maybe should have. Uh, it's nice to see Kushida getting the rub now. Uh, he's winning the big ones now that matter, which is nice to see. And Santos is still going places. Uh, there was a little bit of a, there was like a, I, I was wondering at the end of this match if somebody was going to come out because just the way they kind of like delayed the end of the show where Kushida was like celebrating for a while after the replay, I was like, okay, who's coming out? Nobody came out though. Um, it's a big lingering question for me coming out of tonight. Uh, who does Kushida feud with next? We obviously know Jordan Devlin is due an opportunity because he said he would be back. Uh, but nevertheless, this match itself was it was a very good main event. Uh, I thought the first two falls might have been a little bit too close together, but it is what it is. Uh, it seemed like... Uh, the, and what my, my one complaint might be besides that, that... The end of the match, which when it's like one of those roll-up pins at the end, it always feels like you take off like a half a point from the match. Just because like a good match like that, you never want to see it end in like a DQ or like a, with a roll-up pin or something like that. But, you know, it didn't take away from how good the match was. I know a lot of people had hard feelings that this was the main event compared to the 9 o'clock hour main event, which was obviously the women's title match. But you you couldn't go wrong with whatever match you selected. I was okay with it. What were your thoughts on the match? I thought it was, it was a lot of fun, and we're getting some comments that are uh, saying that as well. Stephen Chambers saying it was a great match. Adichie Cassier saying it was, it's finally time to hashtag believe in Kushida. Bit Milligan saying I'm a huge fan of Kushida. So definitely some positivity here for this match. Um, for me, this was a very good match. And yeah, I didn't doubt that uh, Kushida was going to win. I, I, I figured that would be the case. He just won the title. It would be pretty surprising to take it right off him. Um, and even that, though that was the case, I, I liked this being the main event because we'll talk about it. But for the women's title match, uh, Raquel Gonzalez, very, very talented. Mercedes Martinez, very, very talented. But I did not have a doubt in my mind that uh, Raquel was going to win that match. And for me, I, I tweeted about it uh, on the rest of uh, feed but there's nothing wrong with solid matches but you know for me a, a good title match you're gonna 
have two competitors that you feel have a at least a, a fairly good chance of winning the match and that, that wasn't the, that was not the case of the women's title match uh, as, as talented as both women are so for me this was john you said that you couldn't go wrong you know either way but for me this was the better call for the the the, the actual main event here uh compared to the the nine o'clock hour main event i i that's had my two cents on it um you know and they both were very good matches but for me just having that even just that kind of little room of you know maybe escobar get the title does make it a little more interesting um you know and i'm glad to see kushida won and uh you know yeah as you mentioned it's curious to wonder who we might face next steven chambers saying he hopes or predicts kushida will have the title for a while he wants he wants to see kushida versus pete dunn uh we did see Pete dunn in action and he beat someone that could also be a contender in the cruiserweight division in leon ruff uh leon ruff well the this thing man, about go ahead you, I was going to say, Leon Ralph must have a death wish for attacking Pete Dunne here. Uh, you know, that was crazy. And he looked, you know, he put up a fight, but, you know, Pete Dunne won and he's putting together a good winning streak there. But what, what were you going to say, John? I was going to say, I know they don't necessarily follow the weight to a T, but Pete Dunne is consistently billed as weighing 225 pounds. So I don't think they would go the route of him with the cruiserweight title. Uh, but, you know, who knows? They've changed before. Somebody has lost, you know, 20 pounds overnight and weighed exactly 205 pounds before. But yeah, you talking about the fact that um, Pete Dunn was, I guess, I, I guess you could say attacked. I wouldn't necessarily say it attacked because it didn't really work out. But yeah, Leon Ruff, this aggressive side that he has, it's certainly nice to see him doing something. Uh, I do think that. Pete Dunn is somehow involved in the NXT title picture at some point soon. Leon Ruff, who knows? Uh, the comment here from DJ says, I know Escobar is a heel, but do you think he should have shaken Kushida's hand and have Kushida earn Escobar's respect? Uh, the first part of that, no. I don't think he should have shaken Kushida's hand just because it, it wouldn't have fit his character very well. I actually thought that his stable mates were going to come out. They didn't, though. The second part of your question... Uh, has Kushida earned the respect of Santos Escobar? Um, I would assume probably yes, but they probably won't make that known. Uh, I think Santos Escobar is probably going to somehow involve himself into this tag feud now that MSK is in. Uh, so I, 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 he's not going in, away anytime soon, but I just think that the way his character is presented it really would not have made sense for him to offer a handshake like we saw earlier in the night with uh, Breezango. And, you know, so, but yeah, that was a good part of the show. That was one of the main events. Let's talk about what the other main event was, which was the nine o'clock hour. We had the women's championship on the line. Raquel Gonzalez defends against Mercedes Martinez. This was probably the match of the night, even though it wasn't the main event. I think this was my this was my favorite match of the night. I think it was the best match of the night. Uh, you'll obviously give your, your take on it here in a minute. But uh, regardless of what you think about the result, because there were some people that said that Mercedes didn't necessarily look as strong as she probably should have in this match. We all knew she was going to lose, but some people would probably prefer her to make it a little more interesting, I guess you could say. This wasn't like a 21 to 20 football game. This was more like a you know 28 to 10 football game in terms of how Raquel kind of dominated a lot of this. Uh, so two questions. One, 
give me your thoughts on the match. Uh, I kind of feel like already you're going to have a different opinion than I did. And after you have gave, gave your opinion on the match, the second question is, do you think they're going to wrestle again at TakeOver or is somebody else in the picture now? Go ahead. Uh, I'll go in the opposite order here. Um, you know, and as you said, as, as Stephen Chambers is saying, you know, Stephen Chambers is giving the match a thumbs up. Again, I don't. Um, I never want to bury anything. I don't want to sit here and like criticize <laughs> it too much. But for me, just the the sheer lack of any chance in my mind that uh, Mercedes Martinez is going to win here. It'd be one thing if it was a non-title match. Like in that case, that's fine. Like you know, you can have a, a great you know non-title match, and there's, there's you don't need that. Uh, you know that chance for for an upset in that sense but for me like a title match i want some chance of, of an upset like that so or, or or of a title change i should say and for me this didn't have that so i'm, I'm sitting there watching this match and yeah it was good you know raquel gonzalez is powerhouse mercedes, mercedes martinez legitimate badass you know they're both great uh i thought it was a good match uh, i saw some people saying they thought it was sloppy um I didn't really pick up on that as much. I thought it was, you know, fine, and, and it picked up at the end. I thought it was a good match, like you know, in terms of the moves they were doing, the story they're telling the ring. I just, you know, I wish. I don't, and I, maybe it was just the the just the timing, even. You know, if they this was really, I think, uh, Raquel's first feud since she first major feud since she won the title. So, uh, you know, I just I really didn't think there's any chance she would lose. Uh, you know, because her her win at Takeover last month was this kind of crowning moment for her, the a changing of the guard in NXT. So, you know, that did kind of hinder my enjoyment of this match here. You know, and even though I could appreciate that it was good, uh, that's just how I view it. And you know, we're gonna again, we're getting a lot of good comments about this match about NXT overall. The Wacky Warrior on YouTube saying that uh, NXT is the the strongest show on TV right now. I mean, John, you and I talked about it pretty much a month ago like i i had a feeling a takeover was such a strong show we were getting kind of at, at this point where it felt like nxt was kind of uh getting back to the way it used to be you know fun matches uh good character development good storylines on a weekly basis and now even if it's, it's a small thing tonight you know they're, they're hyping up the show for next week and even two weeks out so you're like you're constantly like looking forward to it you know even you know i'm sitting here two two weeks out we're, we're gonna get an nxt title rematch we're gonna get uh, Frankie Monet's debut, like there's always something to look forward to, and that's just kind of a the recipe for for a good, exciting show. So, yeah, I didn't love this woman's title match. I didn't hate it. I'm just again more saying that I just wish that I, that there was some chance that I felt that there, it could have gone another way, and that maybe that just boils down to like if they had held off on this until in your house and done you know a, a more intermediate feud for Ra Raquel Gonzalez here. But that's neither here nor there, right? This is the direction they wanted to go. And you went, you asked me if I think they're going to wrestle again in your house. I don't think so. Like you said, it was it was a twenty-eight to ten football game. Like there's no real, in my mind, um, logical reason to kind of run it back. Where it's not like she could say, "Oh, I was this close to winning," or or uh, Dakota Kai cost me this match. Nothing, right? It was like one, two, three, pin. You're done. Uh, on to the next one. But then at the same time, uh, we, we might as well talk about it. They did announce that uh, In Your House yeah, will be the next takeover, John. You called it. Uh, that will be just about a month from today. That uh, It will be June June 13th. Uh, I think that's Sunday. Yes, uh, it will Sunday. be the next takeover. So presumably there will be you know title matches galore. So I, I don't... Uh, not even just the fact that this wasn't a decisive win for Raquel, but I do not see how they could draw us out for another month. They've already been feuding for a couple of weeks now. And like, like I've been saying, when you don't even have that 
feeling that you know uh, Mercedes could win, like I don't, I don't even see that changing in the, in the, this next month because it was that decisive win. I don't know if you disagree or not. No, I, I mean, I think there's something to be said where Mercedes could somehow make a case for a rematch. I, I'm not saying I want there to be one. I'm just saying it would make sense to me if there was one, just because Mercedes is kind of like. I don't want to say dominant because obviously she was the opposite tonight, but there can be a case made, but there are tons of other contenders. Uh, a lot of people were kind of wondering, like maybe we're going to see Dakota Kai turn on Raquel Gonzalez. But to me, that just doesn't make sense because then Raquel has to be put into a baby face situation. She can make both of them work. Uh, I think it would to me, it would make more sense if Raquel turned on Dakota Kai and was like, "Look, I don't need you anymore. You're, you know, you're just with me because I have the title, or something like that." It would make more sense. But there, and I tweeted this earlier, and you can argue with me all day, but I'm not going to listen to your argument. NXT <laughs> has the best women's division. Period. They're unmatched. They have double digit. You can name off the bat that could instantly contend for that main title and you have like five or six different really good feuds going on in NXT between women and I don't think we have that if you add Raw and SmackDown together even if you add Raw SmackDown and maybe even add AEW into that and make three brands in one NXT has like six different women's feuds going on they are doing a better job handling tag titles and a singles title better than Raw and SmackDown are doing and to me, that that is just, you know, very good. It says very good stuff about Triple H. Um, I, I'm not sure. I don't think Tyson Kidd is involved in the NXT booking for the women. But if he is, I apologize. Uh, I think this is Triple H's work. And if it is, you know, it's very, very good work. Uh, but, you know, very good part of the show. Uh, you know, while we're talking about the women's division, we and we might as well expand on uh, what did you think about, you know, as far as the diamond mine goes tonight, uh, what, what? nothing. We, we nothing. didn't get anything about it. Like, we, we <laughs> yeah. didn't, the, the, if you're asking me about the diamond mine, we didn't get a promo about it. I did yeah. see, at least as rumor has it, uh, Tessa Blanchard has been you know, reportedly kind of ruled out for that. Uh, that's not confirmed, but that is you know the, the latest rumor, at least. So if that's not the case... Then again, we're sitting here. I think this is the third week in a row. I don't know what this thing's about. I don't know what, what it is. Presumably, it's stable. Don't know who. Don't know when they're going to show up. Especially this is a week where we don't even see, uh, you know, a, a segment from from them. Um, at this point, I'm, I'm hoping it's something for the men's vision. You know, John, you're literally saying, you know, it's the, the best women's vision in wrestling. It's better than the main roster. You know, I, I would agree. They don't necessarily need yet another like. Uh, I, I we John, you and I talked about it last night. Uh, to, to borrow from Robert D. Fleece, they don't need another new toy in the box. They, they, we haven't even seen Frankie Monet debut yet. And, and, and we have no confirmation that this is even a female superstar. Like, Correct. we people were just assuming because of the diamond reference that it must be some kind of you know high maintenance female or a luxurious female or something along the lines of that, but we don't know for sure. Uh, Another mysterious absence to me was uh, Xylee, again, not at the show. But as far as women's division goes, we're obviously getting, you know, Tony Storm stuff, Zoe Stark stuff. That is all very good. Uh, I don't, uh, did we see Ember and Shotzi tonight? I don't think we did. Nope. 
Um, did we even see anything really with Indy and Candace tonight? They were only in that like cheesy slash cool yeah. uh, like superhero commercial thing, you know? Yeah. So I think maybe they just took a week off from that, but we'll see where that goes. Uh, I want to talk about what I thought was the funniest part of the night. Uh, it's always Cameron Grimes, even though you can't take him seriously, he's still very funny. And, uh, I like the integration with Ted DiBiase and look, I just really hope that it leads to something. I mean, obviously Ted DiBiase probably isn't going to have a match. <laughs> he's not going to have a match with Cameron Grimes. So throw that out the window, but I think. I, I just don't like if it's pointless. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. if this is going to be pointless and just lead to nothing, it's kind of disappointing. Even though it, it is entertaining and, you know, Grimes saying, like, you know, you've ruined my life. Uh, this has to either come to a conclusion where Grimes, like I've mentioned before, crashes and burns, loses all of his money and turns into homeless and he's back to his old character at some point. Or somehow, some way they somehow get a challenger for him. And it could very well be Diamond, the Diamond person, because it seems like they're kind of like a, at least a character would assume they're some kind of a rich, luxurious, high-profile, you know, whatever, Diamond. That's what you think of when you think of Diamonds. But uh, regardless, what do you think about the Cameron Grimes stuff? And are you okay with them doing this, you know, week after week after week? Yeah, I think it's great. You know, we got this... Um... This this another uh, vignette tonight where uh, you know Cameron Grimes trying to to it was this auction kind of thing, and um, you know that Ted DiBiase you know outbid him again and and flexed on him by by you know outbidding him here. I thought it was fun, like you know it's and yeah, I, I hope it's going somewhere. But um, it, even for now, it's, it's fun. You know, I, I I like how they're they're clever right we, they're literally like on location here they're at, at this mansion kind of thing last week they're at this nightclub so it's a fun kind of uh deviation from the the normal show from from the you know the capital wrestling center uh i do hope that it is going somewhere you know when you have these wealth based storylines yeah you think will be someone losing all their money or someone kind of stepping up to them That'll be my prediction. I like this uh, two comments here, wondering uh, how it might go. Uh, but yeah, as friends Renato saying, "To the moon, baby!" Cameron Grimes. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's he's a fun, he's funny. He, he plays the role so well. But DJ Cassier saying uh, maybe he'll hire Virgil or IRS to take out Grimes. I mean, there's a lot of history there too with this Minotaur Man gimmick. So that makes sense. The Wacky Warriors saying uh, it'd be great if Grimes found the million dollar belt in a pawn shop and bought it. I think that'd be pretty fun. You know, there's a lot they they really could do here. Uh, you know, and I, I don't even know exactly how it's going to go, but um, you know, I I'm curious. May and I'll just talk about the diamond mine. Maybe maybe it'll be you know Ted DiBiase managing somebody, or, or who who even knows at this point, you know. Uh, and then Stephen Chambers saying, you know, it's funny, but there might be fairly to some people, it might be getting old, and so if they don't fall through with it here with where it's going, then then it might, you know you know peter out here sooner than you might uh hope to see you know because it has been fun but you know stuff like this as fun as it might be you do want some substance and some direction so hopefully um and we talked about it a lot you know lastly i was, I was sitting here saying i'm, I'm impatient get, wanting to see frankie Monet, you know really compete here now we're thinking you know where's this really going and if we don't get more uh, development with it then yeah it, it might be um you know a little uh 
I don't want to say on, on its last legs, but we could approach that point sooner rather than you would hope uh, if we don't get more solid direction. So hopefully next week that we might get something a little more uh, of substance with that. Uh, and speaking of substance, we did see some more direction with the NXT title tonight. We saw a carrying cross beat Austin theory. Austin theory looked good. He was out there with Johnny Gargano. Um, obviously, you know, you probably didn't think that Austin theory was going to win this match, but uh, Johnny Gargano helped him like get, gain the upper hand here and there. Karen cross one, he choked him out. I am. I, I say it pretty much every time I talk about him, but uh, Karen cross, very, very, I, I like him a lot. I like the presentation. I like Scarlet. I just think that, that it's really great stuff there. Uh, and, you know, then we saw Finn Balor come out and he said, hey, I don't wait in lines. You know, uh, I want my title match, you know, and I, I you know, screw automatic rematch clauses. I, I just want to uh, fight you. So we got that match in two weeks and interesting choice where we do have uh, in your house here coming up um, just a, about a month from now. But we talked we talk about it last week. You've got this potential fatal four way picture here. Um, you know, so that will probably be a great match between the two, but you have to expect that maybe uh fatal format fatal four-way match could still be the ultimate goal here. What do you think, John? Uh, I do think that's the ultimate goal, and that's fine with me. I don't think there's any complaints there. I mean, are 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 you okay with that? What what do you think? I mean, is this something you're you're cool with? I am, and I'm in the, it's a bit of a weird mixture of uh, the 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 women's title match tonight and the the cruiserweight title match where it's like there's a chance that Finn Balor could win, but I really doubt it. Uh, but at the same time, I guess because I just have more inherent investment, that I'm more okay with that. I meant to say that earlier. I if I had more investment in the Raquel Gonzalez Mercedes Martinez uh, story there, that would kind of be one way to counter that lack of uncertainty. Uh, whereas this one, even though it, it's probably going to be a carrying cross title defense or or a screwy finish to set up that fatal four way, uh, no, I, I'm cool with it. I think that'll be a great main event. Um, John, I think you joked last week that this show felt like a takeover like show, uh, and they're already kind of building up that show. Where I think the the one where they have that title match, we're also going to see Frank and Monet debut. So that's that's pretty cool. So I'm definitely okay with it. Uh, I would uh, expect that maybe that very well could be the the big inciting incident for this potential fate of four away. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think you're spot on with that. Yeah. So I, I like that. Um, and I, Karen cross remains one of my favorite parts of NXT on every single week. Uh, something that I think could be a really cool addition to NXT. Uh, we, we did get a new stable tonight. We got to see hit row records. Now we reported, I think it was just yesterday that, um, they WWE filed a trademark for hit row records. And I was like, this has got to be Swerve Scott's like new stable. Like we saw um, AJ Francis interfered last week, and uh, Scott walked away with his entourage rock red word. And then they, I saw that that trademark, and I was like, "That's that's probably the stable." And it was. And they, the 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 group came out there. Uh, it was Ashanti, the Adonis, Swerve Scott, AJ Francis, and I don't know if I picked up on the the woman's name. Did did you catch that, John? No, I, don't I didn't. Said, I don't even know if they said it, or they may have like relied on a nickname. Um, but I thought this was cool. I thought it was a nice way to, um, I granted some people have said that there's some concern about, you know, doing too many stables, um, with, with NXT, that's something we see in AEW and Hey, maybe, maybe it's intentional maybe it's like, Oh, we could do stables better. I don't know. Uh, but it is, it's a, it's a pretty darn cool name hit row records. I don't know. I think it was pretty cool. They came out there, cut this promo. Um, 
I think it's a nice way to just shake up NXT and, and keep things fresh and uh, give Swerve Scott something to do. I really do. I think I said it last week. I think he's going places, and this stable makes him feel like a, a, a pretty legitimate player, at least in my mind. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm interested to see where this goes. Uh, hopefully, they can get him involved into some meaningful stories. Uh, the strong possibility there to go against Kushida. That, that would be definitely intriguing there. Uh, but maybe there's something to be said with a possible tag program as well. Uh, let's let's see what they do, but uh, it's fresh. So at this point, it's really hard to have a solid opinion until you see, you know, what they make out of the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I do want to circle back to Karen Cross here because we're being asked by friends Ronaldo if we want to see Cross, I guess, go to the main roster via the Superstar Shakeup. Uh, usually, you know, I guess in years past, the, the Shakeup has would have already happened by now. Uh, if they do it, soon i think it's not the right time to bring cross up to the main roster i don't know when the right time would be but you know he just won the title and it feels like he's still got to get him out of shelf life uh in terms of what they could do with him in nxt although of course i i, I think he's so very talented and he could he in theory could, could could do great things on the main roster as well so um i don't know about you john but i think you know a, a shake up uh, at, at any point in the near future would probably not be the best way to bring cross to the main roster. At least Caring, at this point. No cross doesn't go into the main roster anytime soon. I expect him to have a dominant lengthy run like Oscar had for like over a year and then eventually then work your way to the main roster. But right now I don't see a need or a point of doing that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about a return. We got tonight. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly needed some help and he got some help with uh his original tag partner bobby fish uh bobby fish apparently still has some things he needs to settle he's missed a lot hasn't he he's missed quite a bit since he's been gone yeah uh, what do you think about this i thought it was cool like he came out he helped uh, o'reilly kind of fend off um who attacked him i guess he, he faced oni horkin Oh, Pete Dunn attacked him, right? Yeah, and then uh, Bobby, Bobby Fish came down. Of course, he got that, that tag team history. Uh, he helped, you know, save O'Reilly. But then literally the next second, he's like, all right, you know, I saved you. But uh, and O'Reilly said, like, you know, I mean, I'm doing my I'm doing my own thing. Uh, and Bobby Fish was like, ah, you know, no sweat. I, I got my own scores to settle. Uh, and they parted ways. So, you know, it looks like very much Kyle O'Reilly is going to be doing his own thing. Bobby Fish is going to be doing his own thing. And that's something we haven't really seen in NXT. So, you know, we do have this breakup of the Undisputed Era, and I'm not quite sure what... I mean, maybe I would presume that means Adam Cole at this point, um, but he did say scores, plural, to settle. So not quite sure what that means, but I'm sure that um, if he can stay healthy, if, you know, if it works out, that he could be, you know, a very good player for NXT in his own right. You know, even, even with Kyle O'Reilly being there, even with Adam Cole still being there, um no i think this is cool uh nando saying bobby fish got got his back it looks great i thought yeah i agree i think he's been unfortunately struggling with some injuries um just kind of throughout his nxt run here um but no i thought i think i i think he's been missed in a lot of ways I, it feels like this undisputed era storyline has been perhaps not as complete as or I, i'll say that it hasn't been complete because bobby fish has been absent you know where you, you haven't had the full unit there um so maybe uh, I would be curious to see if he does feud with Adam Cole. But what, what do you think, John? What do you think about Bobby, Bobby Fish being back? 
Uh, I like it. I think he's probably in line to get a match with Adam Cole, I would assume. Uh, the thing is, I'm not quite sure what his alignment is going to be. He could be a face or a heel for all we know. Of course, Roderick Strong, quote-unquote, has quit NXT, but we really don't know what officially he'll be doing next is. Uh, so when he says scores to settle, Adam Cole's probably obviously won, but who the other could be uh, is a question that I can't answer right now. And the fact that he's a singles guy now, which is the first time I've really probably ever seen him as a singles guy, hopefully he can do something relevant and not get lost in the fold. He has been gone. He has kind of been forgotten about. Let's hope that he can stay healthy and do something meaningful moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what that might look like. Because, yeah, for me, this guy has very much been a, a pure tag team specialist as far as I've seen him. Uh, even dating back to his Ring of Honor days, I, I haven't really seen a lot of him uh, as a singles guy. So I am curious to see how that might go. Uh, before I forget about it, I do want to note that next week we are going to see uh, Johnny Gargano face Bronson Reed for the North American title again. This time it will be in a Steel Cage match. John, when will people realize the Steel Cages don't uh, negate interference? Like when the, the logic is like, oh, you're going to do a Steel Cage to prevent uh, interference here. So that the way, in this case, so that the way you couldn't get involved every single time there's a Steel Cage match. People get involved. Even just at WrestleMania, you saw uh, Jackson, Riker, and Elias attack Braun Strowman for the cage match. Like Slamming the door shut, climbing into the cage from the outside. There's always a way. There always will be a way. Even in a Hell in a Cell match, there's a way. There's always a way. The way the will way. find a way. <laughs> the way will find a way. Yes. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. And I think that I, 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 don't, I don't see Gargano losing this. Uh, I, I just don't. Uh, I do see Dexter Loomis probably getting involved in some capacity because he's not going away anytime soon in this thing. Uh, lots of possibilities here. Still should make for a good show. Uh, show. Should still make for good ratings. How about tonight? NXT was trending number one in the United States. And that might have that. Wow, that, cool. that, that been the first time. I don't want to say ever, but the first time at least since a long time. How about that? Since yeah. they moved to Tuesday nights, they haven't trended number one like in the United States, period. And tonight, for a period of, I think it was like the first 30 minutes of the show there at some point, they were the number one trend in the United States. I'm excited to see the writing tomorrow. Uh, I've dubbed this show NXT TakeOver May 11th. It might not have <laughs> delivered as much as a TakeOver probably would have, but I think the writing will reflect that. And I think they'll have their highest ratings since moving to Tuesdays. I don't think they'll get to a million. I just don't. Um, let's see what they do, though. Uh, I just hope they don't pull a number. like Because, like, let's be honest, last week uh, when AEW's rating came out, they were well over a million. But it wasn't as high as people thought it was going to be. Uh, I think we might get something similar with NXT tomorrow. I think it'll be high. But it might not be as high as people think it's, it was going to be. But the fact that it was the number one trend in the United States, you have to think that that correlates to a higher rating. So yeah. that'll be interesting to see, you know, what they do there. Uh, but overall, NXT is definitely trending in the right direction. They're making things interesting. Uh, I don't really expect anything too, too big now with another takeover being announced. That uh, obviously next week's show, we've had a lot of stuff announced. Uh, but we have, uh, including next week, we have four more NXT shows until the takeover on the 13th. 
so, and that important to note that takeover on the 13th is going to be one week before WWE right. does their right. money in the bank on the 20th. Yeah. So what do you think about what does NXT need to do in the next couple of weeks to retain that momentum, keep looking good, build to their next show? Is there something particular that you would like to see them do to kind of keep the momentum going? For me, like it's weird to say like more of the same in, in that not doing the same thing. Like we, we talk about it with raw. It feels like it's, it's the same thing all the time. Well, then NXT things feel fresh where the, the these, the storylines are dynamic. Uh, they keep you guessing by and large, again, not to keep burying the woman's title match, but you know, I didn't necessarily see that going anyway, but Gonzalez winning, but uh, in a lot of ways they do have these matches that, um, are they entertaining? They're good matches. The storylines are good and and they're enjoyable pretty consistently. Uh, one thing I, I missed tonight was seeing the another you know step in this Dexter Loomis Indy Hartwell thing. So hopefully we'll get more of that in these next coming weeks. And maybe that kind of blows up at you know the in your house event. I think that'd be pretty fun. Um, you know we got we got a title match next week. Next title match the week after that. Um, Nessa Curse thinks she thinks that Johnny Gargano will retain. We talked about that literally a month ago. Uh, we didn't we didn't think that Bronson Reed would uh, win the title uh, at the last takeover. I don't see that changing now, even though he's still been featured for literally a month straight, pretty much. I just don't see that changing. Uh, but in a, a lot of ways, just literally just doing what they've been doing and putting on a good show um, and not not doing this, the same exact thing, but just more of the the general recipe. Um, because again, we're and we're seeing some of the the, the viewers here. You know, Nash Chris gave an eight. Herman Dakar an eight point five. Steam Chambers an eight as well. Craig Backham gave an eight point five earlier on as well. Um, you know, next it's on a roll right now, and I hope to see them continue on momentum just by doing some of the, these more general things, good matches, storylines that are you know dynamic and fresh and just logical in a lot of ways so that the things make sense. You bring in Bobby Fish. Because he's, you know, he's got that that relationship with Kyle Riley. Presumably, he's gonna he's gonna face Adam Cole sooner rather than later. These things just make sense in a lot of ways that, um, you know, the, the main roster doesn't always do. Uh, and yeah, in another way as well here, uh, some people were, were missing tonight. No Dexter Loomis, Craig Backlund pointing out no LA Knight, and that's one way, ironically, for, for whatever the reason that they're missing may be for for one week that keeps it fresh. They're not they're not on every single week, and that's fine. So you know, it's just kind of keeping that rotating cast of characters going as well. Uh, friend of the show, Nando giving the show an eight, Laura Rock with a 9.9, really going with a high number there. Uh, want to credit DJ Cassier for giving the names for the hit row records because we were a little stumped on that earlier. It's top dollar. That's AJ Francis. B-Fab, I think that's the woman, and I, I'm not sure what her actual name is. Ashanti the Adonis and Swerve Scout, of course, but thank you for that, uh, DJ, because um, I, I was a little stumped on that. Uh, I think two weeks in a row, Nando has commented this on the SmackDown show, but now he's bringing it to the NXT show, wondering if we should get a, a Queen of the Ring tournament. Man, this would be great for NXT. We're, we're, we're sitting here talking about it's the best, um, you know, woman's division in wrestling. You do the Queen of the Ring tournament, you've got the depth for it. That even like we, we've seen them do the, the May Young Classic. This makes a lot of sense, and presumably you, you put on, you know, a little. Uh, up the ante and give the winner a title match. I think that makes a lot of sense. I'd like to see that. And uh, I do want to point out as well here, I uh, don't want to overlook MSK. MSK was in action. They faced Breezango tonight uh, in, a, in a non-title match. This was a very fun match between two really good teams, even though uh, Breezango 
you know, probably not in a position where they're going to be challenged. Really, I guess, in a way, like the like the, the women's ladder match. I didn't think they're going to win this match. They are in that kind of more veteran phase of their careers, obviously in NXT. Uh, but it was a very good match. It you know legitimized MSK, so I like that. Um, and see, Stephen Chambers wondering if Breezango will break up. Maybe, but um, at the same time, uh, the tag division in NXT isn't necessarily a strong point. You know, you have a couple of very talented teams, but there isn't as much depth as you might like. Uh, what do you think of MSK at night, John, and, and where they might be going next? Uh, I am inclined to believe they're probably still going to do something with uh, Legato del Fantasma, even though Grizzle Young veterans are there, and then Thatcher and Tommaso were there. There's a lot of possibilities. So I just want to see them continue to build momentum, make a name for themselves, become a household name, stuff like that. Uh, but as far as who their challengers would be next, it's going to be interesting to see because I, I can't even predict who it would be at this point. Uh, but let's just hope they continue to, you know, to similar like the Street Prophets did, they continue to make a name for themselves longer they were there. Uh, you know, they. Uh, I think an interview had came out where MSK had said their move from Impact to NXT was a no-brainer for them, yeah. and I agree. I mean, it was a no-brainer, even though people, some people were upset. A lot of people consider something like that, like you're selling out or something. They're they're making the best possible choice for their career, and it's hard to be upset at somebody for that, even though people are upset at them for that. Money speaks for one, but two, like this, that this really is the peak of pro wrestling in, in a sense. So to be able to say you made it there, it speaks for all the hard work you've put in. So I, it upsets me when people knock them down for stuff like that. Like, oh, they went to NXT. Of course they did. Why didn't they go here, here, here? Well, because they wanted to for one, but for two, I mean, it was just the best career choice they could have made. Yeah. Uh, but I'm interested to see what they do next. I am too, and I, I like this comment from DJ Cassier. Uh, as he asked, do we see them holding the belts for a while? I think so. I mean, to me, they are the best team in XD right now. Um, there's no reason to take the belts off them right now. Granted, I would have made that argument about the, the Street Profits back in January when they lost the titles, but MSK is definitely, uh, you know, really, and they're in the driver's seat here. You know, they, they, they're they're doing great work right now. Uh, as you said, John, I think very much if they have a run like the Street Profits, they could easily... If you know, if the interest if that plan is there, uh, move them up to main roster and go from there. Imperium it could very well be you know in line or as DJ is saying could be next uh, for in, the, in the the challengers. And uh, and on that note, it's worth pointing out we we're supposed to get Killian Dane versus Alexander Wolf tonight in a battle of uh, Imperium versus someone they've been kind of recruiting in recent weeks. I'm a little unsure what's going on there, but earlier today uh, WWE released a video where uh, Wolf had a quote-unquote stomach bug so he was unable to compete um so that match might happen next week that we haven't really seen an, an update about that uh but you know hope hopefully we get a little more direction on that as well um because i think that could that could be a fun you know physical match Stephen chambers uh, kind of on a tangent or note of uh with that their feud with imperium and uh grills young veterans there wondering or predicting Tha thatcher and champa could be the next tie champs i think they're a fun team you know a little bit of an odd couple kind of thing going they're they're, they're, they're good together at least i'd like to see them face msk in a title match. i think that'd be a lot of fun um and I, I definitely agree with nando the hate for msk does not make sense i think they're very talented and um they're doing great work and may, even if it's because the hates because they're not in aw as herman car is saying you know 
I don't think that's fair, right? I mean, AW's got plenty of teams that don't need to be there. WWE, you know, I would agree. It is kind of the pinnacle of wrestling. So they're still the number one you know, promotion at this point. I think I think people think that, like, it's the cool thing to do now is to go to AEW because it's like a lot of people are are seemingly revolting or revolting against WWE and they like the ulterior show, AEW, the fresh content, the whole they don't ruin their superstar type thing. And people just assume now that if somebody signs with WWE that their career is going to get ruined uh, and then they start spouting off examples of people that have careers have been ruined uh, and then they go to AW, like people have said, you know, Rusev, Dean Ambrose, Ty Dillinger, the revival, go to AW and they're successful because they're utilized, this and that, this and that. Uh, but for one, Sean Spears wasn't doing jack crap until recently. Yeah. Uh, so it's the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And money still talks. And like we've talked about before, since AEW is still so new, they haven't had their opportunity for their contracts to expire yet. So WWE could go in and take some of them away because that will happen eventually. When right. these contracts start running out, WWE, make no mistake about it, is going to swoom in and try to take somebody. And they'll eventually, they'll get somebody. I mean, it's just, that's the name of the game. They'll get somebody. Uh, and it'll finally work both ways and people will understand. But, you know, I get it everybody has their opinion it's hard to be completely unbiased i mean if you are truly unbiased and you're just like i love both more power to you but nine times out of ten somebody just naturally will favor one over the other for some reason so let's see yeah i mean uh just to kind of uh see to go off of some of the your thoughts there with the, the, the comments getting here uh nesker is saying people think it's cool to hate wwe and especially when, you've, when, it, when you've got something like AEW, that's been the case for a while at least in a more uh general sense where you've got kind of the, the it used to be kind of a subsect of fans or, or smart fans hating, hating wwe because it was cool but when aw like really rose to prominence here then it really became like Oh no, it is cool because now you've got this company that's doing cool things, that's doing different things. Um, so then that that has changed the game, um, and it is it is very divisive. You know, you have people loving WWE, hating hating, hating AEW, or vice versa, and there is definitely that bias there. But no, there there are some people as well. Herman Dakar spreading positivity, saying he he likes AEW, WWE, Impact, New Japan. All wrestling companies. That's that's more of the the uh, the perspective I try to bring, uh, at least to extent I can. And he, he's in a follow up. He's saying he he loves both and watches both. Um, and yeah, you know, that is really just a matter of personal preference, you know. And you know, wrestling, you don't have to, like it's 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 weird, right? Especially now when the the quote unquote Wednesday Night War is over. There's still the comparison. There's still the, um, you know conflict really really even if it's just down to the fans now you know or there's even that in indirect competition uh i meant to say it earlier you know we are seeing uh, nxt is like hitting the ground running here they're getting really into a groove here uh and they can be themselves now they can just worry about putting on a good show by themselves not worrying about you know a head-to-head rating or or what aw is doing the same night it is different in that sense and i think that is a good thing um and and yeah, I, I like the idea that you know 
there it's it's okay to be a wrestling fan to watch it all to enjoy both to just like wrestling right that, and i i like that idea and unfortunately there, there are many people out there as well um that don't necessarily feel the way and that's fine too it's it really is a matter of opinion and that's fine but john we should rate tonight's show before we get out here i'm i'm as sick as a dog so uh you know let's rate, they rate the show and wrap it up here um what would you rate tonight's show from it on a scale of one to ten uh i would give it an eight an eight eight out of ten why yeah. uh so that's my highest rating in a while for the show it did have that takeover feel. Might have been missing one or two things to make it a true NXT feeling of a show, but nevertheless, it delivered. It was entertaining. They progressed a lot of storylines, had a lot of title matches, and announced a lot of stuff for the next couple of weeks. Uh, I thought it was a very good show. And I like my final point of the show is I just hope that tomorrow the numbers reflected and that people are giving NXT a chance live. So many people for so long. Just thought that NXT wanted to go head to head with AEW, which might have been true, probably was true. But for that reason, a lot of people didn't give it a chance. They would record and then maybe watch it later, but they never watched it live. So hopefully now people are giving it a chance on Tuesday nights, watching it live. Uh, the 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 fifty plus demo for NXT is nowhere near what Raw's fifty plus demo is. The older generation doesn't really. They might not even know about NXT. They probably do, but they don't. They don't watch it. Um, so I, I like to see that demo go up a little bit. Obviously, the key eighteen to forty nine demo. I'd like to see that go up as well. Uh, let's just hope that you know people are watching it and giving it a chance. That's all you can really ask for. Exactly. It's and good I, enough where it's good enough where if they can get the people to start watching, they'll retain these viewers. Yeah, I think you know. To me, if you're putting on a consistently good product. That 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 makes sense to me. Like people are going to keep coming back if it's good, especially now that they they they're on Tuesdays. They don't they have to worry about UW being on the same night. I mean, I, I think that makes perfect sense. And you know, again, more more comments about the show here. Jacob Butcher, if I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right, giving the show a ten out of ten, and we're getting uh, the Wacky War giving it a nine out of ten. You know, lots of good ratings here, lots of positivity. Um, DJ Cassidy giving it another ten. A very good show tonight, and. For me, like it's hard to give a show like a really good rating because when you spell, I don't want to keep bearing it, but when you've got this this featured match and it's it doesn't really do it for me with this woman's title match, it's hard to really give it this uh, a really good rating. So if I'm being like generous, I'll give it an eight because um, it was a good show. I enjoyed it. The the cruiserweight title match was great. I enjoyed the. Um, the the carrying cross uh, and the, the the more development here of the the nxt title and uh grimes and dibiase lots of fun stuff but in some ways you know you do get some of these uh less than great things so um getting some comments about me being sick i i and that we're on as a segue we're talking about uh we can talk about um the return of fans potentially for summer slam someone was talking about getting vaccinated i am fully vaccinated and I highly recommend people doing it. I just have like spring fever or a cold and it's just kicking my butt. But like, don't don't worry, folks. I'll, I'll be all right. Uh, I, I shall be fine for uh, next for my next show on Friday. Uh, I sound a lot worse than I feel. I just, it's it's fine. Um, but, you know, it is worth, you know, talking about, you know, that AW is going back to touring. And that leads to natural speculation about WWE potentially going back to touring, even if it's if it doesn't speed up the timeline. Still, very much the idea that it could be August for SummerSlam, uh, and 
you know, it, we're seeing vac the vaccinations, all these things, the, the wrestling world and the general world trying, at least trying to return to normal. And part of that is getting vaccinated, is being safe, is making good choices like that. Um, and uh, someone asked earlier that the, the speculation or the possibility that uh, SummerSlam could be in Madison Square Garden. And that caught me by surprise because I know I don't, yeah, AW is touring in Florida and Texas, some of these states that are a little more lenient in that sense i don't know if i see new york being really that like back up to speed by august for for uh, presumably the kind of crowd nobody wants for SummerSlam. um but i don't know you know it, it is still a long long ways away there's no way to really know um how that might go but what what, what are your you know at least brief thoughts on that john just about potentially the, the latest update reported or rumored updates about SummerSlam. Yeah, so uh, I also am inclined to believe it won't be MSG just because uh, the restrictions will probably be, be eased a little bit, but I, I don't think they'll be full capacity. I think it'll be very cool. I haven't been there before, and uh, I, I do have uh, in full intentions of going to the show, no matter where it's at in the continental U U.S. If they <laughs> go to the U.K., I will not be there. But to answer a question, I think it was james it might have been steven one of them asked me earlier if i would go if it was an msg yes i would i'm actually planning on it regardless um uh, i wouldn't mind miami either uh or in, a lot of people said well maybe maybe they should do outdoor i'd be okay with outdoor also uh but at this point i do expect it to be at 100 percent capacity so they have to work with what they got uh, here in Pennsylvania, starting on May 31st, you're allowed to have outdoor events at, at full capacity, indoor events as well at full capacity. So Pennsylvania, even though, you know, a, a lot of people make a political and say, well, Republican, Democratic, PA is a Democratic state, uh, but they are opening up to 100% capacity uh, right in time for the NHL playoffs, ironically. Um, so that would be an interesting thing to do. Philadelphia is always in play for high-profile pay-per-views. Then, of course, you can't forget about Florida and, and Texas and Arizona, like Eddie says, uh, a southern state. Uh, I, I just don't see New York City or Chicago being at 100% indoor venues by that point. But you never know. Like Literally, as I said, that DJ saying, go to Chicago. They have had SummerSlam before, and they are lifting the restrictions on Friday. That's true, but uh, I think... They're going to want to go somewhere where they can kind of make it a splash and make it their own thing. Uh, going to Chicago just, what, like a week or two before AEW is likely going to be there for All Out as well. A little yeah. bit ironic. So let's see what they do. But I think no matter where it's at, I'm just hoping it is 100% capacity and they just they make it a big deal. Because Russell, if you thought WrestleMania was a big deal, imagine an indoor small venue at 100% sold out it's going to sound five times as loud as WrestleMania did. Absolutely. You know, so I, I'm entirely with you and your thought process there about the possibilities that could be in any number of places. And at this point, there's no way to know. Of course, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted when we do know more and we have more information to pass along. I do like to come from Nestor Curse saying, after the rain issue at WrestleMania, don't do it outdoors because that is a risk. Well, you, you could you could have rain delays or, you know, and at, at one point, you know, uh, uh, during WrestleMania weekend, it looked like the show could get canceled entirely. So that is definitely a risk that you run there by doing an outdoor show like that. So thankfully it worked out for WrestleMania, but 
it is a risk like that. So regardless, whatever SummerSlam winds up being, we'll have you, you know, we'll have, we'll have the information as soon as it's available. We'll pass along to you all uh, with, with news coverage and, um, you know, discussion on, on all shows. So definitely stay tuned. Uh, we do tons of weird stuff trying to help you all enjoy wrestling here at WrestleZone. Whether it's this show, John, John and I do the Raw post show as well on Monday nights. The Dynamite Dudes for Attitude have your AW coverage needs met uh, with, uh, with their show. And they also do uh, WCW rewritten for your fantasy book needs. A lot of fun with that. Robert D. Police and I do the SmackDown Double on Fridays. Uh, this Sunday, we'll, we will have the, the WrestleMania Backlash post show right after the pay per view. Uh, and we'll have uh, definitely a lot of coverage for that and i will be back next monday i will not be on the pay-per-view post show this sunday i know this is my second pay-per-view in a row that i've not been on the post show i mean but hey i am excited to make my return at money in the bank which is arguably the new fourth biggest pay-per-view of the year that'll be very interesting to see um you know you can you can still catch me on the news desk every sunday don't forget we have uh the wrestle zone universal rankings now it ranks the top 25 Raw and SmackDown superstars. As people in the comments were referencing, not these comments, but of the Twitter and Facebook post, only the real OGs remember the WWE Power 25. This is indeed a spinoff off of that, is uh, WrestleZone Universal Rankings. Uh, go check it out this week. Uh, Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley holding down the Ford at 1 and 2. Uh, the new edition will come out. This Monday afternoon, it will take into consideration the results from SmackDown and WrestleMania Backlash. So expect some shakeups there in the top 10. Uh, feel free to comment on the posts, both on WrestleZone, Facebook, and Twitter. Let us know what you think. Uh, who would you make higher? Who would you make lower? Uh, so far, we've had it's been relatively good feedback, but I'm hoping we can get a little bit more moving forward uh, and turn it into something better. Uh, Colin, what do you got going on? I just want to just want to say, John, you're doing great work with the rankings, and very much looking forward to the post backlash edition as well. Because I, I would I would definitely expect some some shakeups. I'm looking forward to that on Monday. As for me, I will I plan on doing uh, a backlash retrospective feature this week, probably for 2009, dating back to um, just my second year as a wrestling fan. So um, definitely looking forward to taking a trip down memory lane for that. That was a fun show, and I will also have a backlash um, preview and review feature coming out uh, before and after the show as well so keep an eye out for that and uh just want to uh, mention that we do a, a great stream of inu- interviews constantly coming at you guys bill pressure recently interviewed nick aldis sin cara uh, i interviewed ring of honor star brian johnson last week constantly great stuff coming to you guys make sure to leave a like subscribe uh, we appreciate your support uh thanks for bearing with me everybody again i'm sorry i'm sick and i sound terrible be back at it no hopefully back to normal uh at the, at the very least, hopefully, but by next by the next NXT show. But um, we thank you for listening. We thank you for your support. And uh, you know, usually we say enjoy wrestling, but at least for tonight, just as a as a temporary kind of thing. I like the comment from Nando earlier in the show saying we can try it out a new thing here. Here, also, we do one thing above all others, and it's live well and savor wrestling. I like it. I like it. Thanks for listening, everybody.